0: Hi, I want to welcome you to Growing Nimble Families. My name's Melitza. I hope this show is a place where mothers like you can safely explore a slower, simpler, and playful lifestyle so that you can get to the heart of what your family needs to thrive both now and in the years to come. I'm excited to be back talking to you today about why parents need rites of passage. But before we get started with that, Um, I just wanted to give a a quick catch-up and see how you guys are all doing. We're into, what, nine, ten weeks now of the new school year, so we've been back to school for a little while, and my kids have moved on to high school, middle school, and I have one in elementary, and so it's been a really tough time transitioning for me as a parent, and this is why... I've decided to do this podcast um, episode today because I really feel, feel that we need rites of passage as parents. Now you've probably heard the term rites of passage and know that it's all about initiation and children learning how to do things for themselves and maybe a ceremony at the end where they come and show themselves as a new person, a new thing. Sometimes we see baptism or bar mitzvahs or bat mitzvahs as a a rite of passage. Rites of passage also loosely can be things like losing your first tooth, having your first girlfriend. You know, these are things that you kind of work towards and achieve, if that's not too strong a word um, to put on it. And now these things can Rush through childhood and you not even notice them. I think that's a whole other show all about rites of passages that we might miss. Um, and I should make a note of that. So I think that would be a really interesting conversation to have about the different types of rites of passage. But I think as parents, when we recognize and notice rites of passage, it will help us tremendously to be better parents of the kids that we have. We need rites of passage. I'm going to share those with you today. How many of you look back at your child and think of how they used to be? And most of the time we do that it's because there've been some big altercation that's happened. They've screamed, they've shouted, they've yelled, they've thrown down, they've been mad about something. Five minutes ago, they were fine and then they've gone off on one and you're wondering what is going on and then you realize that they're just school age and this is your new normal. Things are different, things are changed and it seems as if they're leaving you behind and I get it. We have this feeling of, where has my giant, cuddly, great child gone? Well, they haven't gone. They're just different. And we harp on the days of when they used to be, I don't know, this golden era of greatness, you know, when they smelt good, when you smelt them because they were a baby. And, uh, you know, when they used to hug us and, you know, cry on our lap and we used to embrace them. And now we've got slam doors and, hormones and changes and and different things. This is why I think we need to recognize rites of passage so that we as parents can get used to these changes and recognize, no, they're not a toddler anymore, they're a child, and be able to embrace that positively. Not just look back wistfully on the, the days gone by, but be positive about what's to come And and knowing what's to come, and I think arming ourselves with the right information is one of the the first things that we can do. Being around good people that will not just frighten us. I mean, do you remember the times when when you were pregnant and you're about to have your baby and you would meet somebody that would tell you a terrible birth story and you'd be scared, (laughs) scared completely about what was going to happen you know, yes, you need to know about things that can happen, but positive birth stories were like gold. When you got them, it made you feel good. Somebody talked about hypnobirthing and you thought, oh, let me learn about that. I mean, it was just great to soak in new positive information and make choices for your own family. I feel the same way happens to us when we have school aged children. We need to soak in good information and not just hang around with um, people that will bring us down and complain about how terrible their situation is without thinking about how they can move forward. We all have hard times and I really want this show to be a place where we can explore different ideas I'm not going to the place of judgment, I just want us to feel we can be positive about moving forward into the next stage of whatever stage our kids are at, if they're school age, that we can be positive that they're gonna be tweens and we can be positive if they're gonna be teens and we can be armed with information and do the best that we can. We can sit back and cry with you when things aren't working well and we can commiserate when things aren't going as well as they are too but I really want us to be able to focus um, on trying to see the good in where our kids are right now. Because our kids need us to see them as they are right now, not just who they'll become and not who they were, but kind of to hold that space so that they, they know that we love them unconditionally, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they scream, whether they cry, whether they do well or whether they don't, that unconditionally that we love them. So this is a continuation show from The Rituals of Parents which is show episode 206, so we're gonna start at number three. The third thing is prompts to remind us of the passing of time for us as parents. Sometimes things just fall on top of each other. I had this week, my, one of my children has got a pair of glasses. Now imagine if a new pair of glasses, first time ever he's worn glasses. This is like a rite of passage. It's a new thing. Um, we didn't have a big ceremony or anything, but, you know, we took the pictures and, you know, it, it marks a, a new era in his life. You know, from now on, all his pictures will be with glasses on. Or, or maybe not, depending. You know, it was a big deal for him. It, it showed that he was changing and he realized that part of his work has caused maybe his glasses, to, him to need to wear glasses. It was a really big deal. Imagine if he had that. And at the same time, he'd lost a tooth or he'd got braces in it at the same time. Or he'd changed schools as well. Sometimes a lot of rites of passage kind of fall on top of each other. And then you have nothing. I have one child that didn't lose a single tooth for ages. He must have been about eight before he lost his first tooth. And then the tooth fairy almost went bankrupt. Because within the space of six weeks, he was just losing tooth You know, if you didn't know him better, you would think he had, you know, rubber teeth every day. It seemed, oh, look, I've lost a tooth. They all just seem to fall out at the same time. But sometimes we see these prompts in time, but they go past so fast. We're so busy. Um, We're tired. We don't notice all of these things that are going on and we miss it. So maybe we miss a passing of time when... A girl said no, or a boy said no, and it was the first letdown. Maybe we needed to sit for a while and commiserate with them because something bad happened. A friend talked about them at school, and instead of passing it off as, oh, it's, it's nothing, it's not a big deal, we didn't sit with them while they cried, and we didn't hug them, and we didn't stay close. We just saw the sass, we saw the slam door, We saw the frustration, but we didn't seek any further with it. We have to be able to enter their world and try and remember what it was like to be in elementary school or middle school or high school when we tried new things and it went horribly wrong and we felt like the whole world saw Um, now we have a better perspective and realize that perhaps they didn't or it's not a big deal. But at that time... We thought it was the end of everything. Are there times that we can affirm them when they did something really well for a change? You know, we're really quick as parents to ask about grades or did you hand in the homework and lots of things like that. But are we quick to say, you know, I love the way that you handled your brother just then or that was a really great thing that you did. I saw that how you looked after that girl and she didn't know what she was doing and you just went over and supported her. Are we quick to affirm them that you're, you know, I love the way that you really love doing your Legos, for example. Maybe you know that they take really careful time over how they construct their Legos. They get out their little booklet and they they make sure that everything is just so, and they take their time to build it, and you make sure that you affirm that with them, that I see that you're really careful. That's a really good thing to do. My son was playing with a tinker crate a couple of days ago, and he was creating a catapult, and he was really excited. He'd saved the box. He'd had it a couple of months, he said. He'd saved the box. He was really happy, constructed it by himself he was having a great time in his room left it all constructed then other brothers came home so he wanted to share it we'd been talking together and then he went over and it was broken just normal tension broke it was you know no problem it's just one of those things that happened it could have been anything it was broken and he was heartbroken he wanted to show them. It had taken him a long time to be able to do. And, and he was just sad, just really sad. He came in and he said, I've got this thing I wanted to show you, but it's broken now and just kind of threw it down. And, you know, his brothers went after him to say, well, no, just tell us about it, you know, because they could tell that he was really upset. And by the time I caught up with him, I just hugged him, just gave him a hug and said, you know, I know you worked really hard on this. I'd I'd heard him singing and having a a whale of a good time over there and doing it. And just spending that time to recognise his struggle. Um, I could hear him pinging elastic bands and all sorts of things in his room and talking to himself. And just telling him how I I knew that he had worked hard and that was a really good thing that he can do. I, I see that you work hard on things to confirm his character and who he is. This is the thing that we can do as parents is to to show them that we love them. There's many times... We love them regardless. But when we're cross with them and when we yell at them, when we're telling them off, when we nag and when we remind, kids think we don't love them. And so we need to say, I love you other times and be praising them in a descriptive, positive manner so that they understand that we do love them and that our love is unconditional and that we recognize their struggle, that how hard it is and frustrating when things just don't work out as you wanted them to do. And maybe even share a story or two of when that's happened to us. So these are prompts to remind us of the passing of time. Now there are also the the keep talking activities that we can do, activities and conversations where we can keep the conversation going. As the kids are getting older, it can be difficult we would be playing Play-Doh and we could have conversations. It was easy, we could talk about different things. But now they're getting older, maybe the pull is towards a device or maybe they go to their room by themselves. We have to find ways that we can still have activities with each of our children depending on their age and their stage and their gender sometimes. You know, How do we get the conversations in? For some families, it's at the dinner table is there all together at dinner maybe it's on the way to a sports activity you spend a lot of time in the car so it's going to be something that you do there maybe it's you have downtime at the weekend that you've carved out a time and and you do that then maybe you've found a special thing that you do only you do with your child you go for a special coffee every sunday before everybody else wakes up, you go do that. Maybe you throw the ball with them outside and it's a special ritual that you do, or you whenever you nip to the shops to go buy that one thing, you always take one of the kids with you, and it's those conversations in the car that you always do. These are all prompts that that time is passing and that we have an opportunity to speak positively into their lives. We have to make sure that these times come that we don't wake up and realise that we're strangers to these kids of ours. This is why they're not listening to us. Why they won't hear what we're saying is because we've got no relationship. We've got no connection. We need rites of passage reminders because there are things that we want to pass on to our kids of who they will be, what they will be. We've got values that we want them to be like. Maybe we have a granddad who was um, strong and faithful and clever and dutiful, and we want that for our family and our kids. So we need to tell stories of that granddad and, and how he was in our life and the importance of it. Maybe we have a faith and our faith is extremely important for our family and we wanna share those values then there needs to be times when we work together on our faith, when they work individually. Maybe there's other people that we need to expose them to. Maybe there's family culture that we need to pass on that we've really neglected and not spent much time on. So things like, are you a family that loves to exercise together? Maybe you're a reading family or a family that loves to build models or build things together together. Maybe you're an entrepreneurial family where you like to make things and sell them on eBay or online or locally at craft places or, or, you know, make uh, food that you want to sell to people. Maybe you're a cookout family where you like to meet socially with other members of the family and other people. You you like to host families and, and have meals where you meet people and people from, I don't know, from church or from clubs or you have um, family meetings because of work that you need to connect with people. Maybe you're a missions family where you want to travel to another part of the world and help people be better than where they are right now and that's something that's important. Maybe you're an art and craft family, you love to make things or there are members in your family that love to make things. You live at the the hobby shop going there and making things and maybe again you're selling those things as well maybe you're a travel family you you've decided that we're not going to spend money on things in the house we're going to have experiences and you've decided I'm going to bake foods from 52 different places this year because every week we're going to learn about a new place there are hundreds of ways that you can think of family culture and things that you want to pass down things that your families have said and done in the past that you just want to share your your family way maybe you're all a family of doctors and you think that your kids will probably be doctors too and you want them to at least know that legacy that we are from a long line of doctors or a long line of travelers we've always moved about for them to understand a little bit about themselves other things that we might want to pass on are good times there were great times that we had when we were kids and we want to share those kids want to know about the good times there's a tendency in the school age time that we get just to be talking about the routines and the rituals and the nagging and the complaining and the the making sure things go right that there's not enough laughter in the house there's not enough smiling there's not enough sharing I know when my mum comes to stay the boys are always asking about what were the naughty things that I did when I was little? Because I just don't believe I could have been naughty. Because I'm always telling them about all the things that they should do that's right. But they need to see me as human. And, you know, mum's very careful about what things that she shares. But she's, she does share the time she got into trouble at school and what she did. And they're just horrified, like, really? You did that? And they realise that we made mistakes too. We did crazy things and we did strange things. And it helps them to realize that it doesn't make you a terrible person. Being able to share as a parent that you make mistakes helps kids to realize that when they make mistakes, they can come back from them. They can come see you and say, you know, I've made a mistake and we don't overreact. Our face doesn't betray us. We can support them and say like, okay, like what are you gonna do? How are you gonna fix this? Or would you like some ideas about that? We can talk about things that we've learned at work in our normal life and we can share those with the kids age appropriately. Of course, we can share about our experiences with school as we get older. We can talk about our high school experiences with the high schoolers and our middle school experiences, what it's like because most of us can remember those things. We can be positive about the things. We can be economical with the truth about things to make sure that we're encouraging our kids. We need the rites of passage to remind us about things that we need to pass on. All too soon, our kids get to a stage where they don't listen as well, as keenly to the things that we say. When we look back at our own parents... Do we know them really well? Are there times when we think, they held me back, they wouldn't let me try. And it hurt you to think that they didn't trust you, that you weren't responsible. Oh yeah, there were many times when they were completely right. (laughs) They didn't allow you to do something that shouldn't have happened. But sometimes paying attention to the rites of passage help us as parents to become better parents to the kids that we have so today I outlined four things positive ways of separating from our child and attaching in more mature ways I talked about a new framework for seeing our kids in each stage there are lots of books that will help you with that that will talk about the individual stages that will give us give us a chance to see what's coming and think positively about how we can support them and not just feel um that we can't help them. The third thing was prompts to remind us of the passing of time. Sometimes these prompts can all fall upon each other all at once, and we miss out on spending that connection time. These are easy things that we can do, showing support when things don't work out. You know, when they get a C or when they get an F, when they come back and their girlfriend or boyfriend has dumped them when they have broken an iPad and they have to replace it, when they lost the door key to the house, these are times when we can show support as well as talk to them about consequences and encourage them that things are gonna be okay. We can show support and affirmation and commiseration and love and recognize their struggle all at once. It doesn't have to be just one reaction we can still spend the time with them and the way we do that is different with each stage and the last thing is we need rites of passage because we have things that we need to pass on things that we want our kids to know about themselves so that they can go into this world strong happy and positive at being able to be who they really want to be so this has been a slightly different show than what I usually do, because I know that um, we talk about rites of passage as what the kids have gone through, and these have really been a rites of passage kind of for us and how important rites of passages are for us as parents to notice about our children so that we can let them go. Now, I would say that if we don't do some of these things, we will encounter lots and lots of resistance as the kids get older because they will naturally pull away. They will naturally pull away from us. And in that pulling away, conflict builds up in between there. So today I've talked about why parents need rites of passage. I hope something I've said has triggered you to investigate something more and helped you to make a decision for your wonderful family. I'd love to hear what happens in your family. So now it's your turn Use the hashtag CreatingFamilyHaven on Twitter and Instagram to talk about this episode or share your ideas in the Facebook group, the Society of Nimble Parents of School-Aged Children. Thank you for being here today. And I know that there are many things that you could be doing right now and I'm glad that you've chosen to be here today. Don't forget to leave us a rating and comment wherever you subscribe. I know it seems like a small thing, but it's one way that helps new people to find the show. There are lots of shows to help really young kids and for teenage kids, but there are not a lot of avenues for those of us that have school-age kids, that are elementary and middle school and just beginning high school. This is a, an opportunity for us to talk about the things that are going through our minds. There's a lot of transitions that are going on right now. And, you know, we talk about a lot of these on the show. Things for us to think about and things for us to try with our own families. For show notes for today's show and links, go to growingnimblefamilies.com208. Growingnimblefamilies.com208. I'll also include a printable that will um, share some more of these rites of passage that we were talking about, and you'll find the show notes that are there see you again next time. Goodbye!